It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Kitts. All right, today we have a special show. Uh, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife here in a bit, but first we're going to talk about our movie of the week. Uh, <laughs> it's a little movie called Deep Red. Uh-huh. It's, Deep uh, Red. It's a Dario Argento film. Um, it's uh, Made in 1975. 1975. Uh, <laughs> you know, Dario Argento's got a huge cult following. He does. Um, he there does. are people... There are people that there are some people that think he's one of the greatest filmmakers there there ever was. I'll I wholly dis I wholly disagree with that. I statement. can understand why people do that because some of the shots in the movie are pretty darn amazing. Okay, some of the some of the cinematography in the movie is pretty stinking amazing. I mean, there's even a bit toward the end where we have almost a Matrix freeze frame and then rotate around the subject um, which was done before Matrix ever did the multiple camera shot thing where they would set up a camera rig that, that of, of cameras that went all the way around the subject in a rotation and then they would fire them off you know like firecrackers um, and that's how they used to get those shots in the Matrix um, but yeah yeah there's some seriously long plotting moments in this movie that last forever, and with weird uh, '70s jazz music <laughs> that goes on forever. Yeah, and and, you just want to and, pull and your ears just, out. They're just <laughs> it just drags on, and a lot of things just don't make any sense. No, not at all. Uh, it's just this movie is like was it two hours and. Seven minutes, something Two like hours that. Seven minutes. Yep. Yeah, it, yep. it seemed like three or four. <laughs> it took forever to it. It took forever to get to the good stuff. Yeah. You don't get to the good stuff till about the last fifteen minutes or so. No, there's stuff in the middle and the beginning that's good. I'm just gonna say, okay, the movie is about somebody murdering some people, and let me just say that <laughs> the murder scenes in this movie are the highlight. Of the movie because the murder scenes are so inventive. I'm going to say inventive, disturbing, uh, to say the least. There's a bit where a guy is in a house and this weird ventriloquist doll-looking thing comes through the door and starts marching toward him. No, it was it had, like, gears and stuff. It was, like, robotic. I know, but it was, like, a puppet or something. Yeah. It was, but it looked kinda. like a ventriloquist doll. It's kinda, a freaky-looking yeah. face with, like, a like a weird doll it, face. It was, like, a porcelain doll head. Yeah, and the guy hits it with a sword, and it cuts half the head off, and all these gear works, like, fly everywhere. But then that guy gets, like, grabbed by the back of the head and his teeth get jammed into the, like, mantelpiece. Like, he gets curb stomped. It is, it is just so graphic. The, the, I, I, I was like, what? 
heck? How'd they did this in the seventies? That was the good stuff I yeah. was referring yeah. to. Yeah, it's got um, some great murder scenes. <laughs> but in between all that, it is slow. It Plotting. is boring, and yeah. a lot of it makes no sense. No sense at all. And <laughs> but you know. You can appreciate it for the amazing camera work. Okay, that's definitely amazing. But just the story was just terrible. It's a terrible story. The guy couldn't write yeah. story. That was the problem of it. It had a bad story, but it's beautifully shot. But it just goes on forever. Do you, do you know who else has amazing cinematography? <laughs> Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Michael Bay has amazing cinematography. That does not make most of his movies good. Because the stories are so bad. <laughs> and the dialogue is Say, awful. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Transformers movies, the cinematography in the Transformers movies are great. Yeah, definitely. The movies are not great. No, they're not. And another thing that we want to note about this movie that we discovered in watching it is that we watched this movie on uh, the Arrow Edition. Now, what you if you don't know about Arrow Editions, what Arrow Editions are, Arrow will go and get every last bit of film ever shot about any movie that you want to watch, right? And they'll put it all on one 4K Blu-ray disc, you know? And so that way you can watch the movie as it was intended to be seen, you know, um, or... And you can see all the special features and all the stuff that was ever recorded about the movie. Any interviews, anything like that. It's all on the disc. Okay, well, here's the thing about this movie. We were confused at first because it was like in Italian, and then it was, you know, there were subtitles, and we were having some eye strain problems with the subtitles, which happens. And so we switched it over to, we found out we could switch it over to the English track. Well, the problem is is that the English track is not complete. So, because there are scenes that were added to the thing, it's about 20 minutes of footage that was from the original director's cut of this, like the director's cut, I it, guess. It, well, it was the original cut. They, the scanned, original cut. they scanned this from the original negative, yeah. film negative. Yeah. Uh, so, this was like the complete version before they before they cut it and sent it to cinemas. Right. And so when you hear it, you can switch it over to English sub English um, dub, but then you're gonna have scenes that are in Italian because the English dub was not done in those scenes. So sometimes in the middle of a conversation it'll switch over to Italian. So I suggest that you just run the English subtitles the whole time and put it on the English sound. Uh, or whatever, the soundtrack, and listen to the English soundtrack, but it's going to shift over to Italian once in a while. And so it gets kind of confusing doing that because also the subtitles don't match up with what the people are saying. Well, that's that's pretty that's that's pretty common, I know, that's actually. Pretty, but it's more common with this mm. movie than I've, I've noticed in a lot of other movies. It was very, very off in a lot of ways. Um, but do I recommend watching this movie? Well, if you're a film aficionado and you really like looking at beautiful shots and stuff and you don't mind all the dragging stuff, then fine. You know, watch this movie. You could probably skip ahead to all the murder scenes and definitely watch those because they're they're amazing. They're absolutely inventive and incredible and I some of them I don't even know how they did it uh in 1975. There's some pretty amazing stuff. 
like the the little ventriloquist doll thing that came through the, the the door. That had to be on some kind of a gimbal or something that was behind it as it was going toward you, like a rod or something. I don't know how they were doing that. It it had and it was mechanical. It was like moving. It that was weird. Um, some of the curb stomp stuff. I'm not sure how they did that. It probably was foam, and he like put his mouth. I don't know, but it was that was brutal. That was so brutal. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. It's definitely. I don't know. It's worth if you like those things. But otherwise, no. It's it's grueling to watch in some. I I, I I'm not gonna watch it again. <laughs> I right. just couldn't. I had a hard time getting through this movie. Okay. All right, so here we go. We're, this is our. Uh, if you have not seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, you need to stop the tape now because we're about to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it in a very spoilery fashion. Because Richard and I consider to be consider Ghostbusters the original nineteen eighty four Ghostbusters, and and the Ghostbusters two. I like Ghostbusters too. To be our fa- some of our favorite movies. Okay, mm-hmm. the Ghostbusters franchise. Look, I would not have. Actually, now Richard has it, but we both have jumpsuits, patches, stuff, props. <laughs> I've got a proton pack. Um, I mean, screen accurate proton pack from the original Ghostbusters film. Um, I even have the right boots. I even have the right boots. And I found them in a thrift store. They're a size too big, but I wear them anyway because they're the right boots. Um, we love Ghostbusters, okay? Now, did we like the 2016 Ghostbusters movie? Yeah, it was all right. Sure, it's it a good right. movie. It's a good movie. But it wasn't what we wanted, okay? As fans of the original franchise... It was not what we wanted, and I'm not, and it's not knocking uh, female Ghostbusters. Okay, not at all. Um, this movie has a female Ghostbuster yeah. in it, um, and I mean, you know, it is. Look, I went to see this movie four times. I'm probably going to see it again yeah, before I, it goes out of theaters. I saw it four times as well. Four times. So I twice guess. in IMAX. Um, Twice in regular theater. Um, and and I can tell you that all four times I watched this film, I got toward the end of the movie, uh, and again, this is spoilery, so again, stop this if you, you know, but I got to the end of the movie where the bit where Egon shows up, and I cry every dang time. I cry every time. I tell myself I'm not going to do it, and then I tear up. Yeah, you know? I I did the first time I watched it, and then I I tear up. I got like one tear the second time, but first time I just You're wasn't kind man, of. Richard. I just wasn't well. A lot of movies make me kind of like choke up, get a lump in my throat, but not a lot of them make me like outright cry like it did the first time I watched this yeah. one. So th- it really, it the first one really, the first time I watched it, it really hit me hard, and, and you know. I love all the characters in this. They're all likable. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. And um, uh, so, I, I mean, I like all the characters. I watched it four times. Didn't get tired of any of the characters, no. any of the lines. Not it's got all. a lot of great lines in this. Yeah, it's very similar in, um, in writing 
style to the original Ghostbusters film, um, the, the first Ghostbusters film. It's very much similar, has a lot of quotable stuff. You know, it's like one of those movies where you're going to go back and watch this again, and you know you'll, and when it comes out on Blu-ray, you'll get it on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and you'll watch it and watch it, and it'll be like that. It'll be like Ghostbusters is for me. Like when I can sit there and go, you know, somebody says a line, and then I can do the next five or six lines after that. You know, like um, <laughs> it's a real ugly, it's a real ugly one too. Oh, a real nasty one too. You know, uh, f- class five f- floating repeat. I can say all these lines, right? Well, the same thing is now, now that I've watched this movie like four times, there are lines that I can repeat. <laughs> They're just great. Her jokes, her little jokes that she tells yeah. me. And, you know, uh, are you breathing? Are you, are you, are you, are you, will you stop breathing, breathing in my ear? And he's like, no. Yeah, here's <laughs> the thing about this movie. It doesn't. <laughs> it is it is a sequel to the original films. Yes, it is connected to yes. them, but it does not coast on the nostalgia. No. of it. Not these at all. kids, these kid actors, they got McKenna Grace and uh, what was the boy's name? Something Kim that plays uh, the boy podcast. They really carry this film on they their do. backs. They do. These kids are are just charming. They're funny. Uh, they're really well written. They got great actors to, mm-hmm. to play these kids, and they really carry this film on their back. Um, they do. They really do. Uh, the kid's name is Logan Kim. Logan Kim, yes. Logan Kim. Logan Kim. Uh, you know these these uh, these kids. You know Finn Wolfhard, um, Carrie Coon, and, and what I loved about Carrie Coon and Paul Rudd is the one thing that I love about the original Ghostbusters movies is you need to see those on the big screen. You lose a lot of it when you see it on the small screen because um, what really sold the Ghostbusters movies uh, originally was the facial expressions of those actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys are brilliant comedic actors, and it's all done with the face. It's all done with facial expressions. And some of the stuff that Paul Rudd was doing in this movie, the bit where he's like, where the kids get picked up from the... From the uh, uh, from the the, the jail, mm-hmm. and uh, he sees the proton pack, and he's like reprimanding them with his voice, but his face is, is approving of what they did. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's stuff like that all through the movie, and um, that's the kind of thing that you would see in the original Ghostbusters. Yes, movie. going back to the kids, Logan Kim, he does a lot of great. Uh, oh yeah, a, a lot of great faces in here. Brilliant, brilliant uh, that little kid, actor. I think he's he's probably kind of. I think he he probably channels kind of the spirit of Bill Murray's character. Uh-huh. He's probably the 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 the. Uh, my mind just went blank. Uh, yeah, he's he's like the Bill Murray Bankman. Like he's Peter, Bankman. he's he's the Peter Bankman of the group. <laughs> he is. That my he mind is. just went blank there for a second, but he is. He's you know he 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 has that kind he's of charm. Very, yeah, he's charming. He's very animated. Very animated. Uh, will say the craziest stuff uh, on the fly, almost as if it's ad libbed, because you know Bill Murray ad libbed about half of his dialogue in the original Ghostbusters movie, and I believe he he probably ad libbed some. In this one too, when you see him toward the end, yeah. Um, Think about rum. Some of us will have rum, you know, in our coffee. Um, but 
I love what they did with the you know bringing back the original big bads, you know, um, and seeing a uh, good grief seeing um, uh, what's her name Olivia Wilde Olivia Wilde yeah. as Gozer as Gozer yeah it's like wow that's amazing she did a great job of like just getting the body language down mm-hmm. um, of that character and you know you had a. Uh, Oh, what is her name? The woman who did the voice. Shore, Shore. Uh, I can't. I'm. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. Um, Shore. Let me see. Shore. Shore. I'm looking it up. We're stumbling around. Uh, Shora. Uh, uh, Agdashlu. Shora Agdashlu. She did the voice of Gozer, and yep. she's the president on. Uh, on, on the expanse. Yeah. Pro- apologies if we're not pronouncing yeah, that. Yeah, apologies right. <laughs> for not pronouncing her name correctly. Uh she I mean it's like who you, it's like who are we going to get to do the voice of Gozer and the you know the original voice of voice of Gozer I believe was a, was an old woman. Mm. Was an elderly woman mm. that they found that could had this voice and it was not um the voice is not like um it's not changed any Except for you know maybe giving it some some echo or whatever, um, and the same is done for this because this actress's voice is like really deep. Mm-hmm. She has a really rich, deep voice. It's this very strange and exotic kind of voice, and um, but man, that was great. And just seeing the and the the practical effects in this film, I We're was really, really good, really really good. The the terror dogs mm-hmm. look like they did back then, but a little better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a little they they look a lot, a lot better, a lot, lot better. better. Yeah, they do. They look a lot better, and it's like they were having to they they <laughs> had to resort to just uh, stop motion back then. Yeah, that was nineteen. Had, that was nineteen eighty four. They didn't spend a ton of movie, money on this movie. No, either. this movie had a seventy five million budget, so which really which surprised me. I didn't see. Yeah, I was shocked. The budget till after I watched it the and, first and time. And watching the movie, you can't believe that the budget is what it is. You know, um, a couple things I want to say about the movie. I and I, I started with talking about Ghostbusters, talking about how it made me tear up. Okay, I think I figured out why it it reached me in the way it did. Okay, um, one, I think it's because um, you know I've lost a loved one. I've lost my dad, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of that was kind of got to me a little bit because my dad had passed and. You know, and then, you know, the I have kids, and you know the the relationship between Egon and his daughter, and you know that whole thing really kind of got to me too. But also, I just really, really loved um, uh, well Harold Ramis. <laughs> sorry, I just kind of lost my train of thought. It's kind of late. Um, yeah. I miss Harold Ramis, you know, and seeing that shot where they're all looking at at uh, Egon's ghost, the the three original Ghostbusters are looking at Harold's ghost, and they're just like, and and whenever uh, Ray says, you know, I'm sorry, he says I'm sorry, I did, I'm sorry, I didn't believe you, I didn't believe you, and that moment was like, gosh, we could have done this earlier when you were alive, <laughs> but here we are doing it now. 
And I was I, that was the moment that I think would really got to me the most was just that because it's like, dude, it's like a missed opportunity. We could have had this movie, you know, years ago, but because of different things happening. I mean, you can blame it on Bill Murray, you can blame it on whoever, but you know, I mean, as Bill Murray said, this this movie happened at the right time. It was this was the right time for this to happen, and and their tribute to Harold Ramis at the end of this is just great. Some other things I want to talk about that I'm like that that I'm glad that they didn't do. Yeah. First of all, I'm glad they didn't have somebody, some voice actor, come in and try to imitate Harold Ramis's voice because Absolutely. I think that would have been too far. Yeah. And then the other thing I really liked. Okay, so first of all, this was this had very much an '80s feel to it. Mm-hmm. It was it was Ghostbusters, but it was also kind of the Goonies too. Yeah. Um, and what I liked. Uh, that they didn't do in this film that they would do in like a lot of 90s and 80s films sure. like this is there was no stock bullies. Right. No stock bullies in this. I think no. there was some in the original cut because there was like a shot in the trailer mm-hmm. that looked like uh, that looked like uh, Phoebe was being bullied by somebody. But sure. I they decided they obviously decided to cut that and I'm glad they did because you don't need you don't need that in every mm-hmm. kind of movie like no. this. You know, what's really great about it, too, is, you know, you talked about that 80s feel. Mm-hmm. I think they pulled that off by doing a couple things. One is you notice all the cars in the movie are not modern cars. Mm-hmm. All the cars are older cars. <laughs> Every one of them. The, um, and then the other bit is there's no cell phones. I didn't see oh, a yeah. single I cell phone in this movie. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, there's no cell phones in this movie, so... That's the thing, when they say, you know, when they're, they're in the little Gozer Temple thing and, and she looks on the wall and it says 2021, which they actually had to change that because the movie was supposed right. to come out earlier. Mm-hmm. But it says 2021. And I, that's the only moment where you're actually, like, wait there, a minute, we're there, in 2021? There was a cell phone at the beginning and they and he pulls out and he says, I think this was the thing. Because this is supposed to be kind of like a town in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. It's just very, very yeah. rural area. It's like a little town, but it's a very rural area. No bars. No bars. He yeah, says he at the beginning, he pulls out his but cell phone and says no bars. But the rest of the film, there's like no cell phone. Yeah, maybe I, that's I the think reason. That, I no think bars. that's the reason maybe. they were hinting at that. This is in the middle of nowhere. There's not like a bunch of cell service out here. This sure. is just a t- very rural, I didn't very even think rural about area. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really, I really like uh, the way. That the way the town was and the way they they worked in selenium and they you know they had all these little notes from the original ghostbusters films you know like cool little things that you know you're like oh oh and the bit where she goes down into the lab and opens up the the you know the proton pack and you see the inside of the cyclotron you're like what every ghostbusters fan has always wanted to see the inside of a cyclotron like what's in there oh oh that's what's in there you side know? note side note i'm getting one of those yeah richard now, threw down yeah, for one i threw down one of the Haslab. you can take that apart and see inside <laughs> the cyclotron and all that oh man and if you don't know what a cyclotron is then i guess you're just not a real ghostbuster fan I don't know, but Cyclotron is the thing on the bottom of the proton pack that has the red lights that go around in circles, okay? That's the reactor, right? Which, the thing is radioactive. What's she doing opening that up? That kid's going to have cancer. Um, so, anyway, but, yeah, we we absolutely loved it. If I could give this thing 
50 stars, I would. Yeah. I, mean, I just, you know, it. it's the movie that came out that honestly in the past five or six years I haven't had an experience like this in a movie in a long time. In yeah. a long time. The only thing I'm very, I'm just, I'm still kind of annoyed by is that they delayed this thing. My, my dad passed away mm. this last year and yeah. he didn't ask to see that many, go to that many movies, but he asked to see this one and because they delayed it, he never got, I never got to take him to see it. Yeah. That's, so, that's a real, that's a real bummer, man. I mean, so, cause, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know I, that, I know that my dad would have enjoyed it. Too. Yeah. I, my dad, I think he would have loved this movie. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, hands down. Probably one of the best family movies I've seen in a while, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it really is a family movie. And, and as they said, when, you know, I heard uh, Ivan and, and Jason Reitman saying this, it's a movie about a family made by a family. You know, because Jason Reitman was on the set of, of the first two films with his dad. Um, and on this movie, he was with his dad, and his dad was there on set giving him pointers and helping him out. Like, there's a great bit that uh, Jason Reitman talked about where he had five cameras set up and he was trying to get a certain performance out of one actress. And he did the scene and then he went, he was going to go check the cameras and his dad just went, you got it, like that. And he totally trusted his dad. He's like, yeah, we got the scene, no problem. Yeah, so. another great thing Jason Reitman did with his dad was he, you know, he, uh, Ivan Reitman, got into the Spangler suit, into yeah. his jump, Harold's jumpsuit, and stood in for him in a yeah. lot of scenes. He was a stand-in for, for, you know, there's so many little things in the movie. You know, if you're, if you're a fan of these movies, like, you know, you've seen these so many times, like Good Grief Her pulling the little crunch bar wrapper out of the pocket, you know, um, the the little Stay Puft Marshmallow people. Which yeah, was, pop, watch it several times. There's lots of crap the, going on in the background. Pop open the glove compartment, and there's a there's Twinkie, a Twinkie in, in there. Yeah, yeah um, just you know the way Gozer's sitting on the throne. You know, there's just so many things that just you know resonate with you. Oh. Um, oh. We gotta mention Evo Shandor. Evo Shandor. Evo Shandor, played by, 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 by J.K. Simmons, and he has like one. Yeah, he has like one line in in the thing before he gets like ripped in half by Gozer. He's like, I totally love he, that. He's like a Gozer worshiper, and he thought that he's gonna like rule by her side, and she's like, nope, just rips him in half. This is this guy we hear about in the first movie? Like Evo Shandor did a lot of unnecessary experiments, you know, on people and unnecessary surgeries. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> here he is. You know, he's got his. You know what? What's really great is I would love, you know, at my age, you know, having. I would love to just make a Evo Shandor costume. <laughs> yeah. That sash he had on that had the terror dogs on it and stuff. I mean, you've watched it enough times, you see it. You watched it enough times too. I was talking about this. The uh, <laughs> the uh, little Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It's worth watching it a few times just to watch all the background stuff going on in, in those little scenes, those little CGI scenes with those little guys. They're hilarious. They're so hilarious. Well, I think I might have said everything I was going to say about yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, I guess we should. 
I guess we should kind of mention this. Um, I don't understand why so many critics are hating on this. I don't either. There's a lot of... Okay, so I think right now the, the, the audience score is... The verified audience score is like 96%. Yeah. But it, the last time I looked, the critic score was only like 62%. And I'm talking about on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, I don't trust I don't. I don't anymore. get it. I don't understand why they're all hating on this so much. Especially when they a lot of critics gave a lot of praise to the 2016 film. Yeah. Which I'm gonna just, like I said, I liked it, but it didn't have near the heart that this no, film has, and no. I just don't understand why why so many critics do not like this. I mean, I I really think um, basically like the 2016 Ghostbusters was almost like a a cleaned up bridesmaids with Ghostbuster stuff. That's pretty much what it was. That's pretty um, much what it was, <laughs> you know. Um, but this movie is a true true Ghostbusters movie and it really does hit on all the cylinders that 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 every fan has always wanted. Anybody who's loved these movies is going to go see this movie and just be blown away by it. And, I, and, you know. and you know, you, people are going to take their kids and their kids are going to see kids in this movie. For yeah. the first time, they're going to see kids as Ghostbusters. Yeah, they are. And so they're going to see themselves as Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. You've got... You, you said there was one there was one girl Ghostbusters. It wasn't just Phoebe. Uh, what was her name? Lucky. She was. She oh, also. Yeah, Lucky she too. also yeah, suited Lucky. up in this. You're right. You're absolutely so right. So we've got two female, two, two female two female Ghostbusters in this movie. Um, so you know, I mean, it, I love I love this I love this movie. It's so oh. great, and I can't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray, man. Oh man! I, oh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna as soon as that goes up for pre-order, I'm getting I'm getting that steelbook because I love me some steelbook. <laughs> Roger knows I love me some steelbook. That's right, man. I might go throw down for the steelbook and show up in my Ghostbusters costume just to get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, just, let's just go together. We'll let's just show it. up. We'll just... show up the day it comes <laughs> we'll like, out in our right, Ghostbusters let's... outfits, and we're gonna buy that, and then reveal, you know, and I'll have the proton pack and everything, man. We'll just do it. <laughs> Why not? Because, man. So far, okay. What is this? This we're recording this show on the twenty sixth mm-hmm. of November, and so far, can you look on your phone and see what the what the gross is of this movie so far? Uh, let me let me see. I think you looked at it today, didn't you? I, I did. Put you um, on the spot like this. Oh, it's it's fine. Just... I think it I think it was around sixty eight thousand, a little over sixty eight thousand. Let me check. Sixty eight thousand. Sixty eight million. Sixty-eight. Oh, my bad. Sixty-eight million worldwide. Is Sixty-eight million what it worldwide. Was. So, uh, so yeah, they. I mean, they made it for seventy. Seventy-five million. So, yeah. and you know, it's gonna it's gonna make its money back. I think there's not a whole lot of competition yeah. between now and like Spider-Man. Right. There's some kids movies that people take their kids to that might take some of that. Away. Sure. Oh, it is now up to seventy-nine million worldwide. Okay, so it's, it's went over its budget. Yeah, I, I mean, just today. Awesome. Okay. Just cool. today, it was six, today. it was sixty eight million this morning. So yeah, go back and see it again. I know you want to. And again, um, and, and again. again, and again. Go back and support see it again. this movie. Support it because man, we want another one. We really need another one. And uh, I know Jason Reitman probably won't direct it. He said, you know, this is for another. We want to have other directors do this franchise. Yeah, he said he feels like he told the story he wanted to tell, and he thinks having uh, hearing uh, the. The franchise through different voices sure. would be good for the series. Yeah, and I guess we could talk about the uh, the post credit scene. Sure. 
uh, with Winston. And oh yeah, if you didn't see this post credit scene, you need to stay all the way to the very oh, end. Oh yeah, stay movie. till the end. There's a mid credit scene and a post credit scene. But yeah. the post credit scene, I believe what they're doing is Winston is kind of like this successful successful businessman now, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be like setting up like branches. Yeah. For a Ghostbusters, like they did in the Extreme Ghostbusters cartoon and stuff. He went pretty far from 11.5 a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember he says that? This ain't worth 11.5 a year. And he, you know, and at the end, he, he kind of, he bought the Ghostbusters, the the the, the original firehouse, and mm-hmm. pulled pulled the Ecto in there. Yep, which He's apparently gonna... wasn't a Starbucks, according to Yeah, you. yeah, that was, okay. That's a weird line. Okay, so, so... <laughs> I think maybe that, that, that scene was added a little bit later because yeah. it's very inconsistent with his single line. That's not a criticism. It's just no. a weird yeah, it's just, it, it's just weird. a weird inconsistency. Yeah. But, but hey, we're gonna see uh we're gonna see uh Winston's baby fixed up maybe in next yeah. week. All right, well, um man, go see Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's really great. Um until next time I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. <laughs>